Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Rabbi Dan Lieberman and this is the 10-Minute Pirkei Avot Podcast. So we start the 12th Mishnah of the first chapter with two very famous people, two very famous rabbis. Hillel v'Shamai kiblu mehem. Hillel and Shamai received the tradition from Shmaya and Avtalion. Um, Hillel Omer. Hillel says like this. You should be uh, the, the disciples, the students of Aharon. Ohev Shalom. You should love peace. V'rodev Shalom. And you should pursue peace. You should love people and bring them close to Torah. Okay, so Hillel and Shammai. Hillel was the, was the Nasi of Bedin, Al Shammai was the Abedin together. Um, they actually served um, during the time of King Herod, um, about a hundred years before the destruction of the Second Temple. Um, Hillel was amazingly humble. He was known as. Uh, wonderfully humble and his ideas are all the way through through the through the Mishnah and through the Gemara the him and his students Beit Hillel the, the house of Hillel the study house of Hillel amazing amazing effect on Jewish history that Hillel has had um, Hillel was himself he was a descendant of David HaMelech on his mother's side he was he grew up in Babylon and he moved to Eretz Israel uh, the land of Israel to study under Shmaya and Avtalion, as we mentioned them before. Um, and he was very, very poor. This is the Gemara in Yoma, so it talks about this is a very famous story in the Gemara in Yoma. Um, he used to work so he could afford the entrance fee to the Bet Midrash. And one day he couldn't work and he didn't, he couldn't get, find any work and he didn't have any money, so he wasn't allowed into the Bet Midrash. So he went on the roof um, to listen on the roof as to that he wanted to hear the Torah, at least he would hear that what was going on if he couldn't study himself. And it began to snow, and he stayed up there. And in the morning, Shmaya and Avtalion said, what's going on? There's someone on the roof. So they went to have a look, and they, they brought him down from the roof, and they, they put him by the fire, warmed him up a bit. Um, and after that, they said, you know, no, no more fees. He doesn't have to pay the fees anymore. Um, and on this, the Gemara says that when someone comes to judgment... Um, of Hashem, and if the person is poor, and he, he says to himself, listen, Hashem, I couldn't be religious, I couldn't study Torah because I was too busy earning a living, I was so poor, I was struggling so much. He says that the the answer to that will be, well, I don't think you were as poor as Hillel, uh, and therefore you have to behave yourself, and you have to, you can't use that as a as an excuse. Okay, fine. So, you should be of the students of Aharon. Um, the Al Shikha Kodesh, he says something very interesting on here. He says, Note, note uh, that the Mishnah itself doesn't tell us to be like Aharon, because of course that's not possible. We can't be like Aharon, we should be a student of Aharon. We're able to learn learn the ways that 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 he, he displayed and and learn the themes and the, the behaviors that Aharon did and, and engaged in, but that doesn't mean we're able to be a Haron. It's not possible. And this is something very important. We, she, we, my Rebbe told me about this. And he said, you know, 
you always look at other people and, and, and see, well, they, they're like this and they're like that. Or you look at the great rabbis or great religious people from the past and say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be like the Chafetz Chaim and I'm never going to be like the Rambam and I'm never going to be like this. So people can become despondent. He said, you know, the, the most important thing is to be the best person that you can be for yourself. You have to be the best version of yourself rather than trying to be like someone else. You know, if Hashem wanted you to be like someone else, he'd have made you somebody else. You've got to you've got to enhance and actualize your own potential rather than trying to be someone like that. So the Al Sheikh says, be like one of the students of Aaron, a student of Aaron, looking at the way that Aaron behaved and looking at the way Aaron interacted with people. That is what you have to try and be. What does he say? What is what was Aaron like? He said like this: Ohev Shalom, Vorodev Shalom. He loved peace and he chased peace. Of course, loving peace, we all love peace. We like to have. Uh, peace, we like to have harmony in our lives. But Aharon took it to another step. Aaron was, was renowned for making peace between people who were fighting. He would go and find two people who, who had an argument, and he would say to one of them, and in fact, this is from this is the, the only time actually a person is allowed to tell untruths. Um, you're allowed to do so in the pursuit of, of, of making peace between two, two different people. So what Aaron would do is he would say to one of them, you know, this one he wants to make peace with you, and he'd go to the other one, said the other one wants to make peace with you, and then they would they would bring they would bring each other together. Um, this all in the in, mentioned many many times. Um, you know the uh, other story about uh, Aaron allowed a woman to spit in his eye uh, just to make peace with with uh, with her, between her and her husband, and it's so important for us. You know, we, we, we like to, to say, oh, yeah, I like to have peace. I don't fall out with people. Or we, we see other people and, oh, they've t- fallen out. We're very happy to talk about them. You know, we're very happy to speak Lash and Ara about them. And we're told, you know, have you heard this one fell out with this one? But, you know, if we, if we like peace so much and we want to be good people and we want to be valuable people, then we should actually be of some value to society and, and force peace force and or drive peace chase chase it as it says here shalom. you should pursue it you should it should be so desirable to you that you run after it so hard that you're trying to get it for everybody else and you're trying to force it so this is this is what we have to do peace is so important peace is so important you know can you imagine if someone would have been um between uh, Cain and Hevel right Cain and Hevel if someone would have been between them and said, "You know what, Cain? You know he's, you know, he doesn't really want to offend you. You shouldn't hate him." And you go, imagine someone had been in between um, the story of the brothers of Yosef and and and, and he himself over this coloured coat, which we read in Parashat Vayeshev that we read this morning. It's imagine someone would have been there to 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 defuse that fight. Imagine somebody would have been there who knew what was going on and was able to influence them either one way or the other and was able to try and change the situation. Imagine that. Well, that's what we have to be. We have to, if we encounter one of those situations, we have to be like Aaron to chase it. He loves people and he brings them to the, towards the Torah. He, he uh, loved people and that through that love, he brought people to the Torah. Now, there's two ways that a person can get someone else to be religious. Either you can oppress them to their fact and say, listen, this is, you can say, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. You know, you have all these uh, <laughs> preachers who tell, tell tell people in the street, everybody, the end is nigh, we're all going to die, we're going to hell and all that. Or, alternatively, you can show someone the beauty of it. 
and the beauty of the Torah and the beauty in the the amazing effects that a person can have about from from being religious and having a connection to Hashem. And there's different ways that, that, that people employ, but I've always been of the opinion that, you know, if you show someone the beauty of something, then they'll be attracted to it. You know, I, when I was first started out as a rabbi, I, that, uh, I used to, I went to a job interview and they said, what's your philosophy about Judaism? I said, it's very simple. I, I really, really enjoy being Jewish and I want to help other people enjoy it as much as I do. And, and I think that's a very... It, for me, that's an important philosophy. It's what everything that I do is 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 surrounded by that. I want to help people enjoy Jew, being Jewish as much as I enjoy being Jewish. And this is what Aaron Kant says: the only way to do that is is through is through love. I remember a few years ago there was that situation in um, in Israel where people were de degrading people who were, and, and insulting people who were not dressed in what they deemed to be appropriate manner and spitting and things like that. And you know, I said that's a completely futile, a completely futile act. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna bring people close. You wanna bring people close who who uh, you believe are not close to the Torah. Then show them how pretty it is, and show them how amazing it is to be to be connected, rather than show them how ugly your your internal weakness is that somebody else is doing something different different to you. And this is how Aaron did it. He loved people. He brought people to, through the Torah. To the, to the Torah through love. He brought people through connection, through person, through his personality, through through his, his, his individual interactions with them. And that's what we all have to do. We all have to better our individual interactions with our friends, with those around us. And if we're trying to help people, especially if we're trying to help people improve themselves, we've always got to be that person who loves them. You've got to love them. If you don't love people, then you're in the wrong game. Have a very, very lovely day and look after yourself and I will see you all soon.